Welcome to the podcast series, Interest Rates with Mates, with Colin, Todd, Sean, and Cass. Good morning, everyone. Well, sorry, not everyone. Hi, Georgie. Hello. You've been away for five weeks. <laughs> I have been away, living uh, my best Euro summer life. How was it? Oh, it was in- incredible. Best trip I've ever had. But I know I've just been telling everyone coming back to the Sunshine Coast is probably one of the best places to have to fly back to, you yep. know, from one paradise to another. So I'm, I'm really glad to be home. It's it's good. I saw the photos and I'm jealous. Yeah, I know. Sorry, <laughs> you should have blocked me. No, I should have. I should have. <laughs> um, f- one of the, the episode today is our very first special guest. And special guest is, her name is Natalie and she's from Storybook. Hello, Natalie. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for, thanks for joining. So... Uh, you are a, uh, a dedicated buyer's agent. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We would love to know what your background is. So how did you get to be a buyer's agent? What's your sort of background? Tell us more. Okay. Um, so it all started when we decided that before we've got two young girls, so before they were in school, we were going to sell our house, sell our investment property, pack up our life and move across the country. So we moved from Adelaide to Cairns. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's yeah. a big move. Uh, yes, it's a big move in weather as well, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> nice, and hot, nice and hot up in Cairns, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, uh, very sweaty. Yes. Yep, very sweaty. Um, and we – so we did this. Uh, two years ago, nearly, and we really uh, struggled to be able to get a house. It was really, really hard because the market was so hot and houses were just selling so quickly. There were people, there were a lot of people relocating from, you know, sort of um, East Coast and um, like up to Cairns, mm. and we were getting to a point where we were like, oh, my God, like, we're going to be homeless. We were missing out on houses. We might have been the highest offer, but the settlement terms didn't um, suit the seller. Sure. We needed a quick settlement. Yeah. So, and, and we had obviously two kids, so we needed three bedrooms. I Obviously, I work from home, so... We needed somewhere for me to have a bit of an office and we were just thinking, oh, my gosh, this is really getting down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we we packed up our life, put everything into a container, stayed at my in-laws for a bit over a week. We were, um, you know, juggling cars and then we flew up to Cairns. We had finally got a place, flew up to Cairns, stayed in an Airbnb for I think about three nights. And then Friday night got the keys to our new place and the container was coming on Saturday morning. And after, you know, try, moving kids across the country and um, all of that, it's pretty stressful. Oh, we is. basically got the keys and walked in and had a look around and we were just devastated at what we had oh, bought no. because it, it wasn't anything like what we thought. Um, there was, I remember I just sat down on the floor in this empty house 
and thought, oh my God, how am I going to bath my kids in this bathroom tomorrow? Like I just, you know, the cleanliness of it, how it was left was really rough. Um, mm. The, uh, I use this word loosely, the renovations that were done, we ended up having to have the whole house repainted. We had to replace all the solar because it wasn't actually working. And the building of pests that we had done had uh, missed quite a lot of stuff, wow. whether conveniently or just, you know, just wasn't very good. But there was the first lot of rain we had, we had a huge wall of water coming down oh um, the garage, uh, like outside of the garage wall, and we couldn't believe it. And the gutter was sat on top of the roof it wasn't attached to it oh it was that on top of it yeah i know it it, so it was and for you like that's and and that's the type yeah. of thing that's the type of thing where you, you you know you don't want to happen because an asset as such as a home like especially for a first home buyer you know if the, yeah. they were to move into that property they're going to be absolutely uh, just devastated and you know you were devastated yeah. and it's just you don't want that experience yeah and not many first no. home buyers have extra cash to be you know, doing repairs and no, doing no. a whole other lick of paint to the whole property. So, so I guess that's hundred percent. That, so that's 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 your story. Is you don't want that to happen to other people. I can imagine. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Spot on. And I, at the time when we had moved, I didn't know what a what a buyer's agent was. Otherwise, I would have used one yep. because uh, just the stress of it. And I. Yeah, it was really hard and trying to um, support, you know, they were both under three at the time, so trying mm. to support the girls through this big move and they don't know anyone and all of those sorts of things, yeah. the, you know, general life pressures. So I basically, as soon as I found out what a buyer's agent was, I was like, oh, idiot. And two, this is, I need to be helping people not go through this. No one should have to go yeah. through this. It was just, it was, it was really awful. So um, that's basically how I became a buyer's agent. And then as time's gone on, the people that are coming to me are the people that need, the people that are coming to me with questions are the ones that need the help the most. Um and it's those people in that lower price bracket, you know, under say six, seven hundred thousand. So you're looking at first home buyers, mm. you're looking at young couples wanting to start a family, you're looking at families that are looking to upgrade because they've had an extra child or you know, it's those people that need the help most. Yeah. yeah. And so I've sort of um, pivoted a little bit and tailored um, a program that's affordable. And that it walks these people through every every single step of the way, and basically helps them not go through what I went through and what we went through as a family. Yeah, that's 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 good. That and that's what you need. That's what you need. Yeah. Um, and that moves on to my next question: is sort of like who who do you who do you tailor to? So we've obviously covered off first home buyers, which is a big part of that price range. Um, yeah, I imagine, it is. Yeah. I imagine that you've got some sort of young families as well. Yeah, yeah, and you know, being a being a mum and being a family person, um, I know exactly what 
first home buyers, but also established families. I know I've been one of those <laughs> throughout my entire, you know, and each one of those throughout my entire journey. And I know what each stage of that, um, each chapter of your life, I, I have a pretty good idea of what you might need and what you need for the future. So it's really um, important for me to help them, number one, plan, but number two, um, really look at their, um, you know, help them with the emotions of buying a house Mm. because I'm finding that people in that lower price range, they are buying 100% on emotion. It is because and, if you have a look at the deposit side of thing, you know, they may have mm. been saving, you know, three, four, five, six years and that's yeah. money that they've specifically put to a property. So it's their hard-earned cash and they want to put mm. it into something that's going to be worthwhile for them. Now, yeah. if that property, is, you know, is, is turned or flips upside down, they're going to be shattered because yeah. all of that hard work has seemed to sort of gone down the drain to be like, well, I've, I've literally – blood, sweat and tears over this money and it's gone into yep. a property that just doesn't suit. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, generally what I'm finding that they're doing is they're saying, right, I'm approved for, say, $400,000. I'm going to go and start looking at, at houses that are priced at $400,000. So this number one, they're probably going to miss out because in this market, there's not a lot on the market. <laughs> they're going really quickly and – they're going for premium prices. So you need to be, if you're approved for 400000 you need to start at about three fifty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you've got room to move. Yeah. And if you're blowing your budget just by buying the house, in that smaller price bracket, it's going to need some sort of repairs somewhere yeah. along the way. A little bit of love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And where are they going to find this money? Yeah. Yeah. Or even back to your story, you know, having that emergency money there in case things don't go to plan. So. Yeah. Yeah. And this is it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, um, it's really important for me to help them through the emotional journey of buying a house and, and how to plan for things that might happen. And from my experience, I can say, look, I've been through this, 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 and this. Yeah. And from that experience, this is how I can help you. Yeah, for sure. And just yeah. on that, do you think you could mm. share, because, you know, we love to hear real life stories and, and some success mm. stories. Could you share a couple with us, uh, just some, some clients that you've had and you've helped? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so I, my recent clients have been like a first time, I've had a first time buyer and a retiree. So, yeah, sort of other ends of the scale, but in the same sort of price bracket. And so with the first home buyers, honestly, they just came to – it's actually a friend, and they came to me and said, we're approved to buy a house, now what do I do? And it was really about chatting to them about their expectations and helping them look within their price range. Yeah. Um, they ended up getting uh, – so they were looking for – they only needed a small house, but they wanted some land. And so I helped them to find sort of suburbs that they might get that in and something <clears throat> excuse me, something that didn't need um, – that didn't need a full renovation was really important because obviously they're not going to have that um, that spare money to do it. Um, and I also 
now that they're in, they, you know, they've got the land that they wanted. They've got this big, beautiful tree out the back because they've got a little boy as well. And it just suits them to a T. And they kept, miss- they missed out on a couple of houses. Um, and I said to them, you know why you're missing out? It's, you know, the practicality of it. You're, you're in the wrong price range. But two, because the right house is coming for you. Mm. And we ended up getting it for them, which was really, really great. It's just being able to share that special time, you know, with these people just means everything. Yeah. It is just – and then the retiree um, – that I recently helped, it took us about four months, four and a half months maybe, to find her something. Um, and that was really, I was pretty heavy on expectations, her expectations, because um, she had bought a house, say, you know, 20 years ago. And the prices of houses and what you get for that money 20 years ago is definitely not what you get now. Yeah, it's a lot of Definitely. Way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... It, it was really important through that time to be able to really um, guide her uh, through that journey and with her expectations. It, that, that, you know, and it was it was a bit of a challenge because she was really attached to what she thought what she thought that she could get for that money. Yeah, it almost comes into is, like a blessing in disguise for some people because you know, yeah. us being a mortgage broker, they might have a, a land. Uh, sorry, being pre-approval. Uh, that has come through and they might find a property um, but a building and pest might come back and they've pulled out of the contract but they were so set on that house and they come yeah. to me and be like, what do I do? I'm like, go find another property because if it's not yeah. meant to be, it's not meant to be. So it always helps that's when it. there's so many different options and that's why buyer's agents are so good because, you know, you'll go look for the next property. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. And we we found her, so she wanted uh, a bit of a backyard for some chickens and a dog, which is you know quite high on her priority list because you know she's going to be at home a lot, and which is you know fine. And she wanted three bedrooms and just you know something solid, not on a main street. So, but in the price bracket that she was in, I said to her, "Look, it's going to take us a little while to find something," mm. um, and we managed to get something that. Um, we got like it, it before the first open. We managed to get it uh, for her, and she was so delighted. And she had kept, and I had sort of talked to her about keeping, not completely blowing out her budget. She was a cash buyer, but not completely blowing out a budget. So she had x amount of um, money aside to be able to update the house, do a bit of painting, and you know, whatever else, yeah. uh, we had the building a pest done. And from that, we actually, there was a few things that we found and we actually went back to the seller and requested a reduction on the price. Awesome. And they met us halfway. So that gave her the extra money to be able to fix up these bits and pieces that we didn't know about when we looked, when we looked at the property and put in the office. So, you know, it's a lot about um, also what rights you have as a buyer, mm, which a lot of people true. don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like you do have you do have rights as a buyer, not just as a seller, but as a buyer. And definitely looking at the contract, um, I've got another first home buyer who wanted to put in an offer on property and the agent 
four times we had to request for the agent to update the um, the contract because there was no building and pest clause in there. Oh, so they were trying. It was yeah. It was trying to. They were trying to slip it through the cracks. Wow. Which Cheeky. made me question. Yes. Which made me question why? Because the house had been on the market for a little while, and I said to her, "I said, be prepared that this might happen. If if you know." If we do, if you do end up signing it because they've put the building and pest clause in there, just be prepared that the building and pest clause, uh, the building and pest report may come back with too much for you to do or a big red flag. So, you know, and that's, again, why, it's that's so, why that building and pest is so important. Um, oh, we, we absolutely. Sw- we, we swear, swear by them. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it is imperative. And even for us, we've since bought another place in the same suburb, but. We knew that it needed work and we, when we had the building of pests done, it needed quite a bit more work than we thought. So we ended up getting a price reduction as well. Um, That's a great outcome. Yeah, it is. It is because these are things that I, you know, I didn't know because I'm not a builder. And you don't know as well. Like it, the house might yeah. look good on the outside, but on the inside it doesn't look too pretty. Um, oh, and you don't know what you don't know right. as well is the other thing. So I even um, when you're going to auction as well, so what some people don't know is that you have to already have done the building and pet. Yes, un- or, unconditional because, contract. That's right. Yes. That's right. So you cannot terminate the contract <laughs> because uh, you get a building and pest done and you find there's all these, all these things wrong. Mm. Um, and I will not let any of my clients go to auction, go try and buy a house at auction without having that done prior. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's good advice because, as you said, you don't know what you don't know. And if it's, uh, you know, for people that mm-hmm. don't know, unconditional contract is you've pretty much you've got a contract and that is it. You've got a settlement date. Once that settlement yeah. comes to, you know, it's D-Day, that house is yours. So Yeah, you basically wave all your rights. That's right. With a finance, obviously, 14 days, if finance is not working, then you can pull out the contract. Same with building and pests as well. So, yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. great to have those in there. Now, just to touch on uh, sort of your experience uh, within the feedback um, in the market, obviously you've been mm. doing it for a couple of years. Have you seen yeah. sort of a change in what that looks like in terms of, let's uh, say you've had a buyer being pre-approved for 500000 and then may have seen them a year later, it's come down to about 400000 What's your sort of feedback or seen from clients? Yeah, it's the market has – so a couple of years ago, you might have been approved for 500000 and you might have had, say, five houses to choose from. Mm. Today, you might only be – um, approved for four hundred thousand, and you might only have one house to pick for, from, like one house to pick from. Like there's not a lot of houses on the market, and the issue is that people aren't selling because they don't feel like they can. They're worried that they can't get something else, That's right. yeah. and that just has a continuous domino effect. Yeah, 
No, we, we've seen it in finance as well. Um, I think yeah. we've touched on it with other podcasts, but from a borrowing capacity, I think in the past two years, like the average household has lost about $150,000 in borrowing uh, capacity. Yeah. So it, it makes That's a huge. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. And obviously, we've had some policy changes uh, with that. We've got 60 lenders on our panel. So we've had those policy changes in the sort of past six months that have helped clients get a bit more borrowing capacity back, uh, you know, refinancing. So it is changing. Changing, um, but it, yeah. it definitely has been a switch. Um, yeah, so yeah. Um, and and just before we wrap up, I just wanted to uh, touch on a topic. Um, mm. We obviously have a a business that's grown a lot over the last two years, and we're finding that more and more women have joined the team. We've got some yeah amazing team leaders that are all women in our business. In a what's you know known to have been a very male dominant industry and i feel like mm-hmm. that's probably quite some of you being yeah in in the real estate industry so i just want to know if you've got you know maybe any challenges that you've had um being a, a woman or even a mum in the industry and how you've gone juggling mum life wife life uh working <laughs> and you know building a successful brand for yourself and if you've got maybe a a tip for any women coming into the industry yeah that's that is a really good question. So for context, my husband is fly and fly out. So he's away quite a lot. Wow. Um, which makes, yeah, which makes uh, the juggle a Even lot. harder. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. So being, uh, I guess being in the real estate industry, um, my approach to the industry and being a female is that Real estate is a quite male dominated, but I, but I find that the women in the industry take on that real masculine, um, I guess, uh, output. I, I, I don't know what else, what other word to use, but and uh, I'm, I'm not labeling everyone in the real estate industry like this, but I find there's a lot of arrogance in the industry, which that does not align with me at all. At all, and that's why I'm approaching the industry um, how I would want to be treated, which yeah. is with with you know with love, with care, guidance, and support, and understanding, and knowing how hard it is to try and buy a house and move a family, and all of those sorts of things. And I I do I want to start a movement to change the industry where you know we're not seen as um, you know, either, you know, a dominating um, sort of female, but just a, just a regular person that's doing right by these people yeah. that need the help. Yeah. And then from the family side of it um, and having young kids, for me, it is really, really important for them to see me being able to um, still do what I want to do and, and changing that. And succeed you know, as that well. that stereotype. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there was about three months, I reckon, where we were going out to opens every single weekend and they were coming. Mm. And, you know, and it's I awesome. love that. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's so awesome. real. I just yeah. think it's real. It's And, and that's really cool. Yeah. I think people appreciate it. Um, yeah, yeah, and it was um, you know quite a few of the houses that we uh, the open homes that we were going to were from the same um, real est- uh, real estate agent, yeah. um, and he he was so great with them, and 
That's so lovely. Yeah. My girls are very, um, very outgoing and they'll just go up and talk to anyone, which I think is really, really probably great help, helping as well. you get clients out on the yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They were, we were, uh, there's been quite a few jokes about, um, you know, that the oldest one will be, you know, a real, is a real estate agent in training because she can just go up and talk to anyone. <laughs> love that. So anyone. Love that. Yeah. yeah. She's going yeah. to be wheeling think, and dealing, um, trying to get the best price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Building my brand—that's who I am, and and I don't feel like I should have to hide the fact that I've got young kids, that they might come and interrupt me in a meeting or whatever it is. But that's real. That's real life. Yeah, and I I I do. I think it's so important for them to see that you can do whatever you want to do, and that you're not tied to um, you know a stereotype. Yeah, and. Just the world is their oyster, and I want if I can give them one thing in life, it is that that they they have the power and they can go and do whatever they want to do. Yeah, awesome. Well, I think there's some great insights, and I think a lot of people take a lot from that. Not just the women, I think a a lot of family members. So that's mm. great. But um, Natalie, we cannot thank you enough for coming on today, and yeah, taking the time and yeah, sharing a bit about you. We we think you're doing great things, and we can't wait to see what you and the girls do from here. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I uh, really appreciate you having me on and being able to, you know, just uh, I've got so much um, excitement and things that I, you know, want to express and get out to the world. So I really appreciate um, you having me on and allowing me to do that. No, you're most welcome. And you've done very well. So I, we wish you all the best. And I know that we'll work with each other very closely. Um, yes. But no, thank you very much for joining. Um, we hope you have a, a great week. And yeah, thanks, Georgia, as well, for being on today as well. No welcome, dramas. Welcome back. Cheers. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. If you have any feedback, questions, or suggestions for future topics, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. All of these episodes are available to download for free wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, take care.